BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Special little announcement. If you've been wanting to try out our two-week yoga guide on our Balanced Boss course platform, it's 10 days of yoga. It's about 20-minute flows. Um, it's by Abby, my sister, who is actually a certified yoga instructor. The flows are amazing. This is my third time doing it. and. I can't say enough good things about it, honestly. I made Nick do one of the flows with me the other day and he was like, wait, this literally is amazing. I feel like I can actually take a deep breath, finally. It's on sale right now for $35. It's usually $45, but for a week. So this is probably like the last day you can get it on sale. Go to our website. It'll be linked in the show notes as well, but it's balancedboss.co and check it out. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And I don't know how you are so energized I'm right now. Forced, uh, it's forced forced energy because I'm trying to pep and w- wake myself up because it's literally midnight. I thought it was actually midnight, but it's only 1030. It feels so late. We have started recording at night because we feel like the vibe is better. Mm-hmm. It but, is better. I'm cozy AF yeah, right now. I'm. We're very cozy. We're on my two couches with different blankets, ladies cuddling, and it's a great night. But we just talked for like three hours. Chelsea, you got yeah. here at six thirty almost. It's ten thirty. Uh, I left. I left at like six forty-five. Okay, but still, it's been yeah. like three and a half hours yeah. at least since you've been here. Yes, we were. Time we were sure talking. flies. Time flies when you're talking about trauma. <laughs> um. Today's episode, we are talking about how to romanticize your life, which is a trend on TikTok. We've kind of talked about it on the podcast a little Mm -hmm. bit, but we asked you guys what you, how you guys romanticize your life. We did a little research. We're going to talk about it all in a second, but we want to give a little life update first. Do Um, we? I'm like, I don't have a life update. Actually, I do. Yeah, you do. You have plenty of life updates. Okay, like what? You went to Santa Barbara with your family. Yes. I went to Santa Barbara for two days with my family. It was so pretty, and I'm always so shocked to know how beautiful things are right outside of where I live, even where I live, for that matter. And I know we're really lucky to live in Southern California because it's just so beautiful, but I kid you not, I was driving—we were in Solvang, which is like a little Danish town. We were just basically driving around all day, and one of the areas that we were in looked exactly like the south of France. Really? It was just so pretty, like just rolling hills of green. And we were just in the prettiest neighborhoods. It was so fun to just drive around and hang out with my brother and my parents and Leif. And yeah, that was a really fun little 
getaway. A little getaway. It's fun. Um, and it just reminded me to do more things like that often. I was actually going to say we should drive to Santa Barbara. I'm like down. just one day because it's so pretty there. And so close. And so close. It's like an hour and it was an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm down. That's not I'm that so far. so down. To go we for also a day. need to go to San Diego soon. Yes. Like we never go to San Diego. I haven't no. been to San Diego in so long, literally since I lived there, I think. I am so down. It's so weird too. Once you live somewhere, you think you'll utilize all the things around you. We always say that about the beach even. Mm -hmm. You think you'll just go to the beach 24-7 because you live in California. Nope. And then you go once a month and you're like, what? I mean, some people go all the time if they live a little bit closer, I think. But uh -huh. yeah, you just got to get out and live. That's been, that is my life update right now is we've moved into our new space. I have been like, living on a high, it feels like, of just moving and loving where we live so much. But I feel like the novelty is starting to wear off. You know, like the first week you yep. experience something new, you're just like, ah, and then it starts to wear it all off. too well. But not to the point where I'm like, I don't like it anymore. I'm obsessed with where we live. Still, it's still making me really happy. But I think now I'm just realizing like, okay, I still have real life stuff, you know, to take care of and to do. Don't yeah. mind the helicopter noise if you can hear that behind me. So also we talked about this already, but JC moved so close to me. Like literally it takes me four minutes to drive to her house. So nice. Like I can even when we we came for a game night um over the weekend with JC and Leif and Beth and James at JC's house, it took us so quick to go over there. Nick was like, I don't know why, but it just for some reason makes it a million times better that it's so close. It does. That we don't have to drive 20 minutes. Like it actually is just like it's so convenient. Wow. So and it doesn't, and nice. it doesn't feel like a whole production because mm -hmm. we were saying we should go get like chai or matcha tomorrow yeah. or whatever this weekend or something. And it's like, that just seems like a very easy thing we could do. Yes. You could come pick me up. I could come pick you up. It would be so fast. Yes. Versus 20 minutes. You know, it adds up in the end, even though it really does. I will say ever since you've moved to California. Yes. Granted, we work together. We see each other a lot. Oh, literally. I think multiple times a week. I was going to say more than I even thought we would see each other. Yeah. I swear we see each other. It feels like every day, but it's at least four times a week. If we don't like talk or see each other a day, I'm like, wait, are we literally fighting? Like, <laughs> I think the same thing. Like, that's so weird that like, even I think yesterday we, we text. Also, I knew that you were like out of town, but we texted like once and I'm like, wait, is she like mad at me? Like, are we literally in a fight right now? Because we <laughs> I don't think talk. The same thing. If it goes longer than. Yeah. Like basically a day. If yeah. it's like. I feel like hours. I don't know you anymore after a day. I'm it's like, what so is she? Weird. She has a whole life without me. It is weird. Um, I'm like, you're not just my side <laughs> character. <laughs> have you seen that TikTok where it's like, wait, my siblings have real lives. They're yes. not just literally the side characters of my movie. It's, it's actually kind of trippy to think about. Mm -hmm. Like you're the side character of Jake and Carter's movie. <gasps> They're just like, oh, my sister, like. So just, <laughs> oh, it's just my sister. No, but you know, yeah, it's know like, they're mean. like, oh yeah, my sister, she has her own life, but it's so weird. But they live in their own reality and it's like their problems are more important to them. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird to think about that. I actually even think about that with Leif sometimes. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I'm literally a side, I'm like, I'm your side piece. No, but <laughs> I'm a side character. You are the main character of your What movie. a great way to get into our episode <gasps> today. Wow. Well, I actually have a couple of life updates. Okay. Sorry to ruin that perfect transition, but- um, first life update is, let's talk about what I talked about in therapy today. I'm just kidding. I didn't have therapy. I just had my session with your dad, who's my life coach. And I honestly went into it thinking like, I don't have that much to talk about, but I wanted to share this because I thought it was an interesting takeaway that, um, Wait, hold on. You literally had, where, he was with me he today. Was in, he was in your guest room. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. 
Well, that's like tripping me out. I'm yeah. like, I was literally with him Your all day. Your clothes for New York were like in the background. I'm like, this is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. What the heck? And I was like, oh, it's kind of cloudy today. He's like, we're looking at the same sky. And I'm like, no, we ain't. We ain't looking at the same sky because you're up high and I'm down low. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you literally have clear skies and I'm literally <laughs> surrounded by like skyscraper. I'm like so underneath a bunch of like buildings and stuff. Anyways, we were talking about, I don't remember how it got brought up, but, oh, he was talking about resistance. Like if you're talking about a subject as a coach with somebody and you're saying, do you agree? Like, does this sound like you? Like, oh, a certain philosophy or something. Mm -hmm. And if that person is thinking, oh, that's interesting. That's like a good thing that they think that, or they're thinking the opposite. They're thinking this guy's an idiot. He's literally no idea what he's talking about. And that's not true. That one he was saying is actually better because that means there's some resistance there. That means that's a belief that you're really holding on to that we mm -hmm. need to like dig into. Like, why do you have that belief of whatever it is you're talking about? So a lot of people have that around money. Like, oh, well, you can just pay this. And they're like, he's an idiot. I don't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm different. I'm unique. Like, okay, let's talk about why you think, feel this way about money, basically. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because I feel like a lot of the times I'm like, that's interesting when people say stuff. But actually, I'm like, but actually not really. It stops it. I was saying Thinks my whole better. life. No, no, no. My whole <laughs> life, I've really, I've been starting to notice it recently that I say I know all the time. Like in my mind, I want to defend myself. Like, no, I knew that. Like I already knew that when someone mm. tells me something and they're saying, uh, he was saying knowledge is the enemy of learning. And I was like, oh, sometimes I literally self-sabotage myself to not be able to learn because I always want to make it known that I knew that because I'm like literally insecure about like, I don't know, something. And I was saying, even when I was younger, I never asked for advice from my parents. Never ask for advice. Like I actually never ask anyone for advice. I never, and I was saying not in a way where it's like, I just know everything. So I don't need help. So I don't want anyone else to take credit. If I do something good, like it, say I ask for advice, they're like, you should do this. You're like, I want to do have it then it's, I feel like it's them that did it. And it's mm -hmm. like, I want to take credit for the good things that I do in my life, mm -hmm. which is not good. And which is like something that I've noticed about myself. But I mean, maybe other people do that. Maybe they don't. But it was a very interesting realization that I had today. No, I think that's actually very relevant to probably a lot of people. I think I get really defensive if I, yeah, like when people try and yeah, give me advice or correct me. Yeah. I, I feel I'm the same way They're in a like, lot of ways. Like, especially if it's something that you do know, where mm -hmm. it's like, hey, JC, did you know um, Instagram, like the algorithm works like this or this and this? Or like- That's like, give me the tips because I don't know, clearly. <laughs> well, I just mean like anything about something yeah. like your topic. Like, oh, in photography, did you know this? And you're just like, my first reaction would be like, I know, I know. Like, no, I know, I know. Right. No, that makes sense. And it's like, if, as soon as you notice that resistance to it, when you're saying you don't know what you're talking about, like, I know. That's it's true. something that you're like, you've got to dig into that because it's a belief that you're holding on to so tightly. It's true because I was going to say, when I am more eager to learn, it's like about stuff that I'm not, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. That but I'm not supposed to be a yeah, pro at. Yeah. If, if someone like says to me, I'm like, oh wait, what the heck? That's so cool. And then I like dive deeper. It's never something that, yeah, I thought I knew at all. Like I'm like actually genuinely yeah. interested in that subject because it's something yeah. almost like out of my wheelhouse or something exactly and and I was saying it's actually again I'm not trying to say I don't ask for advice because I'm some smarty because I'm not it's literally because I feel insecure that I feel like I'm smart but I don't feel like people know that I'm smart mm -hmm. so then I feel like I have to try and like prove it to people mm -hmm. 
And that's where it comes from, where I'm like, no, I, I don't want people to think that I just don't know anything. But in reality, it's like, I feel so much better when I'm actively listening and learning from other people. No, totally. I really I need to work on that It's like too. if somebody was like, hey, you should do this with photography. Like, this is how you work a camera. This is whatever, whatever. Someone who maybe you think is like less qualified than even you. Oh yeah, my first reaction would be like, I know that. Yeah, when people talk to me about like certain health things sometimes, I notice like literally it's so toxic, but I'm just like, I know, like duh. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait, no, I should listen to them. And your dad was saying, you actually never know 100% of what the other person knows. So you no, should just you listen. don't. You can always learn something from anyone. JC, would you agree that we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something that we take every day? 100%. I do as well. Well, lucky for us, we have Ritual. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. I absolutely love taking my <laughs> Ritual vitamins in the morning. So aggressive. With, I agree. With a big cup of water to get my day started. Just right. And honestly, at this point, it holds my entire morning routine together. It really does. Because it's something I will take every single day. It really helps you get a morning ritual going. It really does, though, because I feel the same way. I take them every single morning. They taste good. The aftertaste is great. Super convenient. Beautiful bottle. Everything you could want. What you won't find in ritual vitamins, sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule design makes taking your vitamins easy. So that means you can take it on an empty stomach also, which is amazing, and it's not going to make you nauseous. Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients in forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in the diet. No shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. Ritual is designed with your life stage in mind. They're now available for women, men, and teens. Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Ritual makes healthy habits easy. They are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. Always, you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they will refund your first order. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash what we said to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash what we said. As always, it's linked in the show notes. The other life update was I watched the documentary Murder Among the Mormons mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a three-part series. And some people asked me to talk about it on the podcast. I told JC to watch it, but she did not. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, watch it. It's a true crime, so I understand. <laughs> it is going to bring vibe. negative vibes into my home. No, I just honestly forgot about it. Yeah. I've um, been busy with the fam. It was so good, but so crazy. So I told JC I was going to spoil it for her here because she said she wasn't going to watch it. So if you want to watch it, just skip for it a little bit because I'm going to talk about it. Basically, what it's about is church history within the Mormon church. So mm-hmm. the, uh, the history of the Mormon church is a big part of actually like the culture of Mormons. They're very interested in church history, you know, starting with Joseph Smith and how the church was founded and, you know, the restoration and all that. Uh, it's very like embedded into people's faith. Mm-hmm. So they talk about that and they talk about documents that people find from that era and how there's actually a lot of money in that and like finding certain documents from people within the church. Like mm-hmm. if you're listening to this and you're not Mormon, you won't recognize these people, but like Martin Harris or like Hiram Smith, mm-hmm. people like that. These are people who were like associated with the organization of the church, the early church. And 
So they'll find like letters and then they, they can sell it for a lot of money, especially to the church. The church will buy it, you know, to put it in museums or for, you know, documentation. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about how it's like, oh, these men are into this business where they're trading documents and then people find weird documents. So this one guy, he finds, he's like a legend. Like he finds all of these documents and they're just like, how are you finding these documents? And there's one letter specifically that talks about Joseph Smith, if you don't know the story basically of the restoration, it's he was 14 years old and he was trying to figure out what church he wanted to go to. And he prayed, and I don't want to do the story injustice, but he prayed and um, basically an angel came to him and and God himself came to him and and basically said like, you need to start your own church, the completed church basically. Mm -hmm. So lots of stuff happened in between then, but he ended up getting the plates Mm-hmm. When I realized I know nothing about the church, <laughs> we're like, yeah, some plates, like some kind of plates of gold. <laughs> no, he ended up getting basically like artifacts, but these plates, which now we call the Book of Mormon, and mm-hmm. he translated them, which is actually a crazy story. It's amazing that this guy who had literally a third grade knowledge or something like that translated this entire book from a different language mm-hmm. to this book of places that actually existed, and like basically, it's Jesus's return to the Americas, to like people in early America. Mm-hmm. Anyways. You're doing a great job. Like really? I couldn't do this. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally teaching myself a lesson right <laughs> No, now same. I'm like, I'm learning. I'm <laughs> relearning the, yes. Yeah. I'm like, teachings. is that the Book of Mormon is? <laughs> Anyways, so the Book of Mormon is basically uh, just other prophets as well. Mm-hmm. So we believe that the prophets didn't stop when, you know, the end of the Bible was. Mm-hmm. And anyways, so that that's the Book of Mormon. That's why our church is the whole episode church history. (laughs) I'm like, welcome to church history with Chelsea, who knows nothing. (laughs) Anyways, I'm if you, it's actually really interesting, even if for non-religious reasons, it's really interesting story. You should look it up. Let's get to the murder. (laughs) Yeah, let's get to the. Let's get to the true crime. Let's get to the bombs. Literally. Wait, what? So the documents, whatever. Okay. He finds a doc. This one guy, his name's Mark. He finds a document. And it's basically Joseph Smith saying that it wasn't an angel who led him to the plates. It was a white salamander. Okay. And they published this in like the 80s. Like and this he is, found it. And this is something that he genuinely yeah, is and they, real. And they, well. Okay. That's the whole point of the thing is, okay. is they find this and the church is like shook basically. Like yeah. people in the church are their testimony is so embedded with the history. They're like a white salamander. Okay, so that makes him sound crazy. Like to me, I'm like, I think that's kind of sick if there was a white (laughs) salamander. That makes honestly more sense to me if it was like an animal. It sounds more like a a parable or something. Anyways, yeah, that happens. It's like kind of like a scandal per se, but it gets authenticated by by people. And and like, they're like, okay, this is a legit document. Goes by, there's another big document in... New York, supposedly, that this guy, Mark, he's like, hey, he tells this one guy, we got to get our hands on this document. This this lady called me. She said she has diaries from Emma Smith and like so many, like so much church history. And part of the documents say that it was Hiram who went and got the place and not Joseph. And like, wow. there's like all these things that don't line up with what the church has been saying mm-hmm. about it. So it's like scandal. And they're okay. saying, okay, we're going to learn all this stuff about the church and how they lied about the history. So the first episode, you're like, oh my gosh, especially as a Mormon, like there were Mormon people who were scared. They were like, I'm scared to watch this. Don't be scared to watch it. You just got to watch the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So um, the next episode basically is the true crime part where, sorry, this is literally so long, but it's just, I'm in too deep now. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. 
he's like, okay, we got to get this big thing. It's going to be like $300,000 worth that we're going to make from this. Because the church, um, he tells this investor, the church says they're going to buy it from me for $300,000. So can I have the money to buy it from this girl or whatever? Document dealing. So the day that it's supposed to happen, the guy who was going to meet with him to authenticate it and see the documents gets to his office early in the morning and is killed by a pipe bomb. A package at the front of his office in Salt Lake, a pipe bomb explodes and he dies from it that day. Later that day, another pipe bomb goes off at this other guy who was the document dealer's house that really didn't have anything, I don't think like specifically to do with it. But his wife picks it up and his wife gets killed by this pipe bomb. Oh my gosh. Which actually Nick's dad grew up and knew them. That was in the same neighborhood because they were in Holiday, Utah. Yeah, It was like in his ward in, you know, neighborhood. Area. And so they're like, okay, there's multiple bombs. This seems like a professional job. And it's like the day that this, the church is going to acquire these like documents that seem sketch. So you're like, they're making it seem like the church literally is doing it. Is doing it. What the heck? And then the next day, this Mark guy who's going to get it was supposed to have the documents and bring them to this other guy's house to basically show him and give it to him and like meet with them so the church could buy it. And that's what he took. That's mm-hmm. what Mark was saying about everyone. The church is going to pay me $300, $300,000. But then our boy Gordon B. Hinckley was like, went on, you know, the press and was like, I never said that I would buy it. Like they're donating it to us. And so you're like, okay, this is getting sketched. Like they say that they're not paying for it, but they're really going to pay a ton of money for it. This like stuff. Oh, so like under the table, they're going to pay. So. Yeah. So that's what you think. So then the ne- as, as Mark's bringing this, you know, these documents, his car explodes. He doesn't die. He like barely hangs on by a thread. He like, it's under his car seat or something. What? And they find like scraps in the back, like pages and like, but it's all burnt. So with the documents, yes, with the documents, incredible. So you're just like, what the f is happening? So they do all this research. They're trying to find, and this one guy's like, okay, I'm gonna authenticate like these things that Mark has, you know, brought to us. The Salamander letter specifically. He's like, the FBI has authenticated it, but I just don't believe that it's real. Looks so deep into it, notices there's cracking in the penmanship or whatever. Basically, the the end of it is Mark is the killer. He was the one who did the bombs and he's pretty much a sociopath without saying it. He made, what is it? Like fakes of every single thing that he found supposedly. So Salamander letter was not real. He made it up Oh, because he was an atheist, but he was also living this like Mormon life, but also was not like, did not believe in it at all. Wait, so how were they authenticated then? So that's the thing is since he was little, he learned how to literally put this, the last episode of this documentary is so interesting because it shows how he did it and it shows how like really messed up in the head he is because he's basically learned in his mind, he says, and he confessed to everything because he was still what alive from the bombing, the but he was, he was supposed to kill why, himself. Oh, okay. Because I was like, why did he also get You know, then? after his explosion, a guy ran up to him it was a Mormon guy and he put oil on him and he gave him a blessing and he said, I command you to live. And like they interviewed him. He was like, I saw this guy, his arm was barely hanging on. He just was exploded by a pipe bomb. And he gave him a blessing. He like told him to live. And then he like barely hung on. Oh my but he was supposed gosh. To die. 
This is crazy. Yes. Also, if you're not Mormon, you're probably absolutely shaking, <laughs> probably shaking right now. But it's, I think it's a good story regardless because it's like so interesting because the church yes. is, the, the LDS church is one of the richest churches in the mm-hmm. entire world. And um, people do try to like, you know, their history and whatever. Yeah. So turns out Gordon McKinkley did not lie. They really said they were going to donate. There was no such thing as those documents. He didn't have them. That's why he killed them because he was panicked. He was like, I can't fake all of these. The process to make a fraud, fraudulent document is like incredible. He blow dries it. He like uses a vacuum. He uses chemicals. He like- Oh my gosh. He had this entire room where he would, that's all he did. He didn't even like to find stuff. He just liked to make fake documents. And the other reason he got found out is he, the first, there was like the oath of a something that he was going to donate to the government of the United States of America. And he was like, this is the real thing. Made this person pay him a million dollars for it. And it was also fake. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A scam artist. Uh, the craziest thing. Did he go to jail? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He went to jail. That it was wild. It was, you still should watch it, honestly, if you're listening to this, and you, even though I just spoiled the end, but. I'm still like, I kind of want to watch it now, even though you told me the whole story. Anyways. Anywho. How long has that been? Wow, 20 know. minutes. Sorry. <laughs> We're like, skip through just 30 seconds if yeah. you're not interested. We've all got goals, you know, maybe it's to be healthy, find work-life balance, improve our relationships. But have you thought about your hair goals? I have. And I also have. Let's let's get real. If you don't love your hair, then you need to break up with your current hair care routine, okay? Right now. It's time to try Function of Beauty instead. Friends don't let friends live with anything less than amazing, absolutely stunning hair. So I hope you guys think of me as your friend, right? I think they do. A friend who wants you to be happy and try Function of Beauty. I use Function of Beauty every single time that I wash my hair and I'd be using it um, with no color actually this time and no fragrance. And my hair really feels amazing and so clean after I get out of the shower. My hair naturally grows like pretty slow and it's naturally pretty thin, but Function of Beauty truly helps me keep it nourished and healthy. Wait, also it's so long. I'm looking at you and I'm like, your hair's so long. Thank you. Thank you, Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. Here's how to get started. First, you're going to take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type and your hair goals, such as lengthen, volumize, and oil control. And because your hair changes with the season, you can change your hair goals before every shipment. Next, choose your color and fragrance, or you can go fragrance and dye free, like Chelsea mentioned. Then Function's team determines the perfect blend of ingredients, bottles your formula, and delivers it right to you. Every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. There are over 54 trillion possible formulations, and Function of Beauty has over 50,000 real five-star reviews. And Function of Beauty offers completely personalized formulas for body and skincare as well, so you can customize your beauty routine from hair to toe. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash what we said to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash what we said to let them know that we sent you and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash what we said. Go check it out. Okay, well, we're going to get into today's episode, which is about romanticizing your life. And for anyone who's unfamiliar with the TikTok trend, or if you just don't really get what we mean by romanticizing your life, I wanted to read like the meaning of it. So 
Romanticizing your life is a fancy way of saying you take the mundane daily task and turn it into something wonderful or something beautiful. Mm. Okay? Love that. So that's just like a simple way to explain what that means. And we actually did a question box on our Instagram and asked you guys ways that you romanticize your own life. And reading through these made me so happy. Like I haven't heard any of them yet, so I'm excited. As I was reading them, I was just getting rushes of serotonin because I'm like, this is makes me makes me so happy. So do you want me to read some of them right now? Yeah. Okay. So these are simple ways that you guys romanticize your life. Just make, you know, mundane little daily tasks a little bit more fun. Sitting crisscross in the grass, watching the sunset in my backyard, listening to vibey music. I love that. Trying to curate beautiful things. Writing down my little plans and hyping them up, dressing cute and having a playlist. Making a Pinterest board of day-to-day tasks done beautifully to draw inspiration from. I love that one. I love Pinterest. I love me some Pinterest. Someone says, thinking every guy I meet is the one. That one might get you in trouble, sis. Yeah, that's that's not the romanticizing <laughs> we're talking about. That's She's called like, heartbreak, yeah. friend. She's like, I get attached to every man. <laughs> I like to romanticize my life by being extremely attached to strangers <laughs> and getting extremely disappointed when they're not the one. Blasting music that makes me feel good and singing and dancing along. Enjoying nature even just for 10 minutes. Filming myself studying in an aesthetic space. Ooh, that does make it. That makes it a million times. If you're you're not aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. even if you're not filming yourself, studying in an aesthetic place, lighting a candle. I'll go into some of the ways that I romanticize my life in a second. But Mm -hmm. okay, doing something small each day to look forward to. Oh, she said she sent us a DM with lots of examples. She is. I mean, that's going to be hard to find for me. But I love that. I think that's a great idea is to like have something to look forward to. Every day it doesn't have to be something big or like material, but I think like having little things to look forward to. A lot of times for me, I'm like, oh, I'm going to take a bath tonight and like light a candle and read a little bit. And it's like something just to look forward to, you know? If you don't do something fun that you love to do once a day, you will start to feel like a shell of yourself. Take it from me. <laughs> Take it from this girl. Take it from me to shell, to shell <laughs> the herself. Shell, the shell herself. <laughs> um, okay. A lot of people said journaling mm-hmm. and meditating. Truthfully, oh, I'm getting into my you um, can get into definition now, but to me, the main character thing is not about having the perfect looking life. It's about making, because I've seen people on TikTok that say stuff like, did I say TikTok? Mm, I'm TikTok. Not sure. <laughs> that say things like, I can't romanticize my life. I don't live in Europe. I work at Dunkin' Donuts. And it's like, no, this is especially for mm-hmm. you if you feel like your life is just stupid and boring and mundane. You, what, what main <laughs> character doesn't work at Dunkin' Donuts or something like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like of so an indie true. film. They all work at some place like that. And if you have, you have to start looking at your life as a literal movie, which it is. In the Four Agreements, that's what he talks about a lot. Is you are the director of your own movie, so you create your reality. So if you want your movie to be a beautiful, stunning indie film, make it so. Mm-hmm. You can make. I say in my ebook, Planted as well. You make the score of the movie, which is the soundtrack. You're the costume designer. You're the set designer. You get to do all of this stuff to make your movie the way that you want it to look. Do you want it to be romantic comedy? You just need to put different music to the same scenery. Like you can have a scene of a movie and it has like intense music and you're like something scary is about to happen. Mm -hmm. 
you can have that exact same scene with funny, crazy music. And it's like, oh, something funny is about to happen. Exactly. No, I love that definition. I love that insight. <laughs> I'm just thinking the reason I'm pausing is because that's what we said. I'm like, and good night. No, I'm just thinking about the fact that my oven's on and it's probably for sure. Oh, shit. Yeah. Do you want to put the cookies in? Yeah. We're making some sweet Lauren's cookies. While Chelsea does that, I'll read you guys a few more. Okay. I'm reading you a bedtime story. This one I love. Acting like I'm a Fitzbo model and acknowledging the fact that I'm living life with my soulmate. Aw. That's so cute. I think that's like when she says acting like I'm a Fitzbo model. I love that. Yeah. Keep killing it. I love like, that as well. Also, when you say, when you acknowledge things of your life exactly like that, like, as you were saying to me today, I'm driving down this road. I'm in a cute outfit. I'm listening to amazing music and I'm going to a podcast, like acknowledging that my life is awesome. I'm driving on a beautiful road. It's like integrating into the moment. Mm-hmm. I was telling I Chelsea, have a great husband. I love my life. It's like, you just feel so good after you say that. Yes. I feel like in a lot of ways, I have truly become a shell of myself, like in certain ways. Okay. Feel like, I'm just now, this is something that we've been talking about a lot recently. I've been talking a lot about it with Leif and with you. And it's just like, I feel like I'm starting to come back to like who I am, which is weird. It's like, hey, Siri, set a timer for 11 minutes. Cool. Sorry. During my deep speech. Um, <laughs> like, I'm I was like, shell of myself. I'm like, gotta make sure the cookies are good. Sorry, I'm listening. Um, and I had this moment, which is what Chelsea was just referring to, where I was driving down the street and you know, just the scenario you described. And I was just kind of realizing like, I am actually great. Like I am cool and I'm like smart and I'm all these things. And a lot of times I just break myself down so much. Like I just criticize myself so much to where I can't even like feel that because I feel like I've always grown up being an optimist, being like someone who's always pushing myself and my friends to like do what they want. And I, I still like, I've re I feel like I've remained that person obviously throughout my whole life. But the past two years, it's been hard for me going through certain things to like remain positive and be that like strong, confident person. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm starting to like get back to it. And Leif has said that he's like noticed that change in me as well. Like I'm starting to like turn the corner into being just like who I'm supposed to be again. And it's weird because it's like taken things, like bad, not bad things, but like things happening to me that are like not fun. But did not mean to make this about me. But anyway, basically it's, there's always something to be happy about. There's always something to romanticize in your life, even when you feel like things are just not going your way. Because trust mm -hmm. me, I feel that a lot of times. And even though like some people would look at certain people's lives on Instagram and be like, why? You have the perfect life. But it's like, you just don't know what people go through day to day that, you know, mm -hmm. make their lives hard. But also like the excitement that you think you would have if you got what someone else has would for that person wears off extremely fast. Exactly. Like even if they got your, you're like, that's my dream house to that person. They get it and then it wears off for them. It's so like, true. Okay. I've even talked to people I know where I'm like, your house is so amazing. They're like, yeah, well, well, there's this and that. And I'm like, what? I would, yeah. That's literally my dream house. I would never complain. Exactly. But you would. Exactly. Once you actually That's what I mean. There. It's like exactly. you, you think, oh my gosh, like how could they ever complain about their life? It's like you literally would mm -hmm. if you were there. It's so true. That's why you got to romanticize what you have and be grateful for every bit of it. Okay. I'm going to read a few more. You have to tell yourself as well, as much as looking forward to things, you also have to tell yourself, if my life did not change at all from this point forward, 
I have to find a way to love it. So how can I find a way to love my life as it is today? Yeah. And that's something you actually told me in the car like a, a little bit ago because I was just complaining. <laughs> just me complaining always. Complaining about I something. I was back in my shell. Yeah, back in my shell. And you were saying something that like that. You're like, you just have to learn to love what it is now because it's like, yeah, you have to just be okay with, it depends on the situation you're in. If you're like in an abusive relationship, it's not like, you just have to be okay yeah, with that's your a, life now. That's but, like a very extreme exception. So yes, we're not talking about those things. No. But for the most part, if you don't live in your dream house or you don't have your dream car, it's like Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to be happy now without that thing. Because I actually promise you that if you're not happy as a person and you get that dream thing, it will not make you happy forever. It will make you happy for one week. Yeah. Maybe two. Maybe two. That's pushing it, honestly. And then the novelty will wear off real quick. Yeah. And you'll be wanting more and you'll be comparing yourself to other people. It will probably make you more unhappy, actually. Yeah. Um, it, oh, someone left a comment on our last post about, cause we were talking, maybe it was last episode about how money can't buy happiness. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I actually read this thing that money at a certain point of comfortability can, you're, they're more likely to be happy. But mm-hmm. actually, if you make way more than that, there's a threshold where your happiness significantly goes down. I completely believe that. And I believe the same with um, followers and like fame. Mm-hmm. I think the same exact thing. Like look at every popular creator or celebrity and how actually like zero of them are like I'm so happy no. and, and my mental health is perfect it's no. like literally they're all struggling so bad maybe literally two of them no most of and them I can't even think of one I saw that a thing on TikTok that was saying something like remember when everything was fun and like your favorite creator wasn't depressed AF because literally. of all the hate messages you guys send them it's just so true it's yeah. like you <laughs> Once and you get to that point, yeah, and the pressure, the pressure and the staying things, relevant, people were not meant to read and experience that much negativity towards themselves or just in criticism general. in general, like thoughts about them. Like, can you even imagine being no, one horrible. of those big ticker TikTokers? Goodbye, tickers, um, TikTokers that just get like twenty thousand death threats a day. Yeah, well, just even comments on their thing. I'm that like, are I just, would not complain. <laughs> I would be happy if I got that. (laughs) Yeah. I would finally be happy. Okay, I'm going to read a few more. Okay. Creating montages of my life via TikTok. Fun. Planning things that excite me. That stresses me out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, work? Sounds stressful. (laughs) Um, Planning things that excite me, even if it's little. That's what I'm saying. Where we need to go to San Diego. We need to go to Santa Barbara. We need to get chai. We need to get chai. (laughs) It's It's like... Little things though. And that's extreme. I'm like, we need to go to San Diego State, a fancy hotel. (laughs) I'm like, so that being said, I need more money, more fame, more power. (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? It's like, you got to plan fun things. That's what I always say. Even with little hikes, I've been going on lots of hikes. Things to look forward to. I'm like, our next merch drop. (laughs) (laughs) Make the next big check. (laughs) Just kidding. Sorry, what were you saying? Cool. Literally um, no, I was just saying. Bearing just, your soul to me. No, planning little things. I was being, I was joking to myself because the things I was planning were a little too extreme, but it can even be just like a little road trip an hour away or a picnic. In the park, like I did the other day. And then my allergies exploded <laughs> on me. Literally were there for five seconds. My nose just can't breathe out of my nose. I'm like, okay, Nick, this is. The allergies far. have been crazy. Around. They have been crazy. They have They've like crazy. terrorized my entire house. I actually, that's a life way. update. Sophie's been terrorized by them. She's been licking her paws nonstop. 
So she wakes us up multiple times a night because we have to be like, Sophie, stop. I'm literally going to probably buy her a cone tomorrow. So she oh. stops licking because she she's getting sores on her paws. It's for her best interest. And uh, she takes steroids, but she's actually been for her IBD, but we've been. <laughs> I don't know why that is really like, funny the, to me. Like, like she oh, takes, you're laughing at her trauma? Literally, she takes steroids like <laughs> as if she wants to or something. Yeah. I don't know why that's making me laugh. I'm like, she's trying to bulk. It's bulk season. <laughs> no, she, um, she's like, we're lessening the dose, I guess. We're uh-huh. weaning her off of it. So, um, with the help of our, our veterinarian, of course. <laughs> but um, so actually the steroids are supposed to help with allergies. But because we're like weaning her off, Nick's like, this is the worst time we could be doing this because the allergies are just rampant right now. Shiz. I had a sinus headache so bad yesterday that I haven't had it since I moved here. Ooh, and I yesterday was those. just pounding. And I was like, okay. Me, I'm like, I want to go out in nature. It goes out, yeah. literally comes in puffy. My throat's swollen. I'm like, cool. I... People who don't suffer from allergies, what is your life also, like? raise your hand if you don't. I'm so— Yeah, it's true. I feel like most people do. But, like, Leif rarely does. But even now, he's like, I need to take Claritin. He's like, yeah. my allergies are bad. And I'm like, I didn't even know you had allergies. I feel like something—it's just like the season changing, the dirt. I don't know what's going on. The wind, the dirt. The COVID. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. But it is, like, major. Even when you started seeing allergies, I started itching my eyes. No, eye. I now literally, I literally feel like I have to sneeze. Yeah, I cannot stop. <laughs> Wait, did I tell you that I used my inhaler? on a hike and it literally worked wonders. Really? I, I used it for the first time. Didn't stop once. Like was going on an uphill hike. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you need that with you at all times. I know. It's game changing. I have asthma if you didn't know. Yeah. That's why I need it. That's okay. why she's a shell. <laughs> cool. We're going to take a quick little break to talk about Art of Tea, one of our newer sponsors. And I actually get a lot of questions about my matcha routine, my morning matcha lattes. And people ask what matcha powder I use. And my matcha powder right now that I use is from Art of Tea. It's so good. I'm always a little weary to try a new matcha powder, but I tried it and it's actually so good. And it's ceremonial grade, which is like a bright green color. So it makes it more beautiful. It's also better for you. Art of Tea is an organic tea importer based in Los Angeles, California on a mission to impact as many lives as possible through tea by creating a healthy, delicious, and sustainable tea drinking experience. Art of Tea wants to do well by doing good and hopes to create a brighter tomorrow through tea. Today, you can try their delicious organic teas for 20% off using our code, what we said 20 at www.artoftea.com. They believe in using only the highest quality ingredients and source all their teas and botanicals directly from the source. Art of Tea sources from the top 2% of all teas produced in the world. They hand blend and pack all of their whole leaf teas in-house in their Los Angeles facility. And every time you order from Art of Tea, your order will be made fresh just for you. Art of Tea is contributing to a more eco-friendly world through their biodegradable tea bags and sustainable packaging. And they also have a collection of like teaware and tea gifts. They have at-home matcha kits, teapots, mugs, and a candle in their signature Earl Grey cream scent. You can also take their little tea quiz online for personalized recommendations about what you would enjoy based off of your preferences and your lifestyle. They have over 100 tea blends to choose from, including white, green, black, and herbal varieties, tons more. They even have a line of dessert teas, which I really want to try. They have like this coconut cream kind that Mm -hmm. looks incredible. All teas, herbs, and botanicals that come into Art of Tea are quality tested in their lab in Los Angeles, and all products received and shipped out of Art of Tea go through stringent GMP and HACCP business practices and handling. 
So you can try their delicious organic teas today for 20% off using our code what we said 20 at www.artoftea.com. That's what we said 20. Okay, um, I'm almost done, but I still need to keep going. Because- Wait, really quickly. Okay. One of the other things, like you were saying, looking forward to things and planning things, mm-hmm. even playing video games with my siblings, like as dumb as video game sounds, but I play video games to hang out with my siblings. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten so much closer with them. Like it's actually been an amazing thing in my life to be able to like play and talk with them and hang out with them. And that's something I look forward to. Like if we play a couple times a week, I'm like, oh yay, tonight I get to hang out with my siblings. And to most people, maybe that doesn't seem like, oh, we're planning this amazing thing. But it's something that you do every single day that you enjoy, that's fun, that gives you a little bit of connection. And it's like, it doesn't have to be going to San Diego and no, staying no, in a no, nice no. hotel. Exactly. It can be like simple, you know, I'm going to FaceTime my mom tonight or like I'm going to FaceTime a friend or something like that. Yeah. There's always little things you can plan that cost, well, I'm like, well, the Xbox it does cost money. Yeah, it does. But, you know, mm-hmm. that aren't a full on like staycation. Yeah. That's not the point of this episode is to be like, you guys need a yeah. aesthetic Save trip up. with all your friends. It's like, yeah, just the day-to-day stuff. This one I think is good. And I kind of mentioned earlier, but playlists. So mm. someone said they have like lo-fi, Disney instrumentals, big band, French cafe, birds, like just different. Lo-fi. Like, I love lo-fi. I actually put on like a jazz music when I was cooking I'm like, mm, when was the last time I cooked? Literally two months ago. But it was in 2019. A, it was a while ago. But I put on a jazz um, playlist while I cooked like pasta and bread. Yeah. And it just made it so much more fun. I don't even think Leif was home. So I was just like alone in my kitchen. I do love that. Cooking. And it was just a fun little experience. Yeah. Jam to music more often. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I forget about music and I'm just like, Same. wait, why am I not listening to music 24 7? I'm like, why am I not? Just distract myself from my own thoughts. Yeah. At all times. Can't sit with yourself in silence. Yeah. Okay. Calling everything an adventure and viewing it like that. Love that. Love that. Love, Love every that second for of us. that. When I go shopping, I pretend I'm famous. Makes it so much more fun. I'm screaming. Oh, iconic. An iconic move. Getting up early enough to enjoy the sunrise. I have <laughs> got to say something. Throws the phone. I want to get up for sunrise more, but I know that no one will support me. Why? I'm like, I know no one will do it with me. No, I just keep thinking of like, we should go to the beach for a sunrise yeah. and then like go get smoothies or something. I'm down. But I feel like, I'm like, I need better friends. Apparently <laughs> hasn't even asked you yeah, one literally time. Yeah, not brought it up. I would literally go in a heartbeat. <laughs> no, because every time I bring it up, you're always like, remember when I, I brought it up to you in life, I was like, we should go watch the sunrise tomorrow at the beach and both of you are like, eh. Okay, well you can't I'm do like, it the night before. so rude. It's like, if I were to say that right now at 11, like, JC, you want to come with me tomorrow morning at 4 a.m.? It's like, let's plan for two days ahead so I can be like, okay, I can get a good night's rest the day before. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's something we should plan I'm for. I'm so down. I think it'd be fun. It, those are the things that always sound just dreadful. Yes. And then when you do them, you're like, this is the best thing ever. Agreed. I got to get the cookies. Okay. Thinking every boy is in love with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An idiot. Just a bimbo. <laughs> and my microphone literally backwards. Speaking to me. <laughs> just speaking into the back of it. Like so literally confidently. Speaking into the butt. <laughs> okay, this is... Oh, I have two more that people have written in. So thinking of things I wanted so badly years ago that I have now. Yes. A husband, a dog, a house. That's so important. I always yes. talk about that. 
whenever I think I'm like not doing enough or I'm like disappointed with myself for any reason, which which is daily. No, I think back to things. I'm like, I would literally have killed for all this different stuff. Like Lady is my dream dog. Yes. Red toy poodle, my dream dog. Leif, dream husband. Like, yeah. you know. Even think about, this is what I think about a lot. Um, Even with like our jobs. It's like dreams. If you would have told 16-year-old JC and Chelsea that they would be living four minutes away from each other in LA, like doing a podcast together, that w- I would have literally screamed into a pillow oh, of excitement. And our, and that our husbands were just, are yeah. so supportive of it. Yes. And like, we have such fun friends and whatever. We would, that is best case scenario. Yeah, that we're like having game nights still when we're like, Wait, wait, why am I literally about to cry? That is literally best case scenario for us. Best case that scenario. would have been like when we were 16. That oh, would have been our like, dream job. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> why do we ever complain? We're literally we're scum. idiots. I'm the scum of the earth. Okay, the, last, the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm so slap happy. A lot of people said what? It's 11-11. I've seen that TikTok. He's like, me when I see my angel number, even though I stare at my phone 24-7. He's like, oh, what are the odds that I see this number? He's like, literally, literally I stare at my clock all day, every day. Me on my phone all day. I'm like, 444, my angel. Like, what are the odds? What are the odds I see that number when I looked at my phone? They're like, yeah. They're like, you're looking at the clock all day. 90% odds. Um, No, I was going to say, oh yeah, a lot of people wrote in like about you know, dating yourself or like taking yourself on dates, spending time with yourself is a great way to, you know, romanticize your life, get to know yourself. And I think that's really a great thing to do is just like spend some time alone. It doesn't mean take yourself on a fancy, I mean, that could be what it is, but like just spending time with yourself alone and making some me time happen more often where you are maybe not on technology, even like where you're reading, where you're, if you're out in nature, or even if you do go on a drive, like I was telling Chelsea in Arizona, sometimes I just need like alone time when I'm with family a lot, has nothing to do with them, just everything to do with like me just wanting, you know, alone time. And I would sometimes when I'm in Arizona, like, and we're with Leif's family and my family, I'll just go and drive to like get an acai bowl. And I'll just like, sit and eat it in my car and listen to a podcast or something mm-hmm. that like recharges me so much. And it's just so fun to have that little time. And I think it's so important to just get comfortable spending time alone yes. in general. That's one of the things that I had um, on my list of things was don't be afraid to do things alone because I really do feel like it makes you um, feel more confident in a way because you're like, oh, I can do things, especially as girls. Totally. Like to be able to let's just like go and do things and feel like, oh, I'm an independent woman. I don't need no man. Mm-hmm. I can just, especially when you're married, especially if you're in a relationship and you're constantly doing stuff with other people or roommates or anything like that, you got to do stuff by yourself. I agree. It, it's so nice. I used to take drives from California to Arizona a couple years ago when we lived in California because I would have clients in Arizona I would do like microblading for. Mm-hmm. And I would have that drive, like a six hour drive. And Everyone would be like, oh, that sucks. Like, I'm so sorry I have to drive. I'm like, I literally look forward to this. Like this long drive where I'm just, I can listen to whatever podcast I want to. I can eat whatever I want to eat. I'm just like, have my own time. Now I know when my mom was always like, can you kids go to bed so I can literally have a moment to myself? Exactly. Oh, exactly is my new thing. Everything you say, I'm like, exactly. (laughs) Um, Should I read mine? Are you you done? No, you you can read. 
as if it was like you and me and lady yeah we're done I'm like are you guys done over there on that couch <laughs> you idiots okay cool so <laughs> unnecessary you kind of already read these but <laughs> number one notice the small things two learn to love yourself first hmm huh? did I look <laughs> at this list it's cheesy yeah wait is this one you wrote no oh no I got this from I should have said that I got this from like a website it was a blog of okay I did not. Yeah, it gives them no I did credit. Not read this. I didn't screenshot the source, unfortunately. No wonder people literally think that they're literally going to quote me and be like, Chelsea Jade Curtis said this. Yeah, post the graphic. No, um, don't be afraid to do things alone. Dance when no one's watching. Okay, delete this. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. Wait, this is not. She's like, the he lied, she believed. <laughs> Real eyes, real lies. Really? <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> okay, wow. This is not what I was thinking at all. I think I maybe liked like one or two of these. <laughs> oh, incorporate your favorite thing. I think it was uh, supposed to be thought starters. <laughs> not like my takeaways. Because <laughs> I remember incorporate your favorite things every day. I was going to talk about the video games. Like, okay. make sure you do something you love. Because actually, when you think about it, a lot of people who do turn into shell shells of themselves. <laughs> like, don't do anything that they love day to day because they, they're like in um, prison. <laughs> Word. Like. <laughs> imprisoned. That's Oh, imprisoned. Yeah. With their responsibilities. It's mm-hmm. like, it weighs down on them so much. <laughs> it, me. <laughs> Literally me. Yeah, and it's That's like, why you get so burnt out because yeah. you don't make time to actually do things that make you happy. If you feel like that right now, think of one thing that you love that you want to do tomorrow. Yes. Great idea. JC, what do you want to do tomorrow? I want to go... Oh, I'm going to have too many responsibilities <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I wanted to like go I get Chai or Matcha with you. Okay. I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, I'll figure it I'm out. I'm down. <laughs> also taking risks. I don't. Did someone say that on that necessarily? I don't think so. I think taking risks makes your life feel more romantic because mm-hmm. romance especially in relationships is a risk and mm-hmm. it makes you feel alive like to have the possibility of failure yeah failure is exhilarating really mm-hmm. so take more risk you don't have to be so safe about things and again you can make your life whatever kind of movie you want it to be and what don't make your life a boring movie mic drop I have a confession. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I hate my movie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, um, first of all, I'm literally so sloppy. <laughs> but, um, JC and I were talking about this. We know we have, like, younger audience as well. You know, we've tried to be a little bit more edgy here and there. But there's so many times in this podcast that I want to swear. And <laughs> it just doesn't come out sometimes. And it's... I'm actually proud of myself because I just like cannot say it. So I'm like, oh, cool. But sometimes I want to say the A word. Sometimes (laughs) I want to say the D word. And, you know, anyways. The worst of all, the B word. Worst of all, the B word. But I know my mom and dad listen. So, okay. I wanted to read this because I also didn't screenshot the source. Oh, I'm sorry to this. (laughs) Wait, that's horrible. That's actually horrible. That's like actually bad because if someone did that to us, that would be, you would be like, what the heck? Unfortunately, I just screenshotted it and like, like um, made the screenshot. 
Revert it. Revert it back to original. I can't because I did it on my laptop. Purposely cuts out the source. No, I could have sworn that I kept the source in there. Hold on one second. Also, you didn't reply to me. I was trying to give you um, new ideas in the kitchen. I'm like, looks great. Hmm. No reply. Oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. That is like I was mad at you. (laughs) So unnecessary for you to reply to, actually. I think I thought I would remember the name of it. You know when you do stupid stuff like that? Like of the source of it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I thought I would remember the name of the blog. Okay. The first part of list that I was reading was from thrivingwonders.com. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. I don't have it. If I find it, I will post it on our stories. Perfect. Anyway, she wrote, we live in an age where it is far too popular to take out your phone to capture any and everything that you see, sometimes to your own demise. And while taking a photo of something you'd like to remember isn't inherently bad, it perpetrates the idea that the present moment is not enough and we must capture it to keep it for later. We must capture this feeling, this second, this very moment, because when it's gone, we won't be as happy. Then when we take what we've captured and we go home and look at it over and over and over again, remembering, reminiscing, wondering when we'll feel that alive again. We do this by recording our favorite concert that we've waited months to go see instead of just enjoying it. We do this with sunsets, sunrises, hikes. We even do it with random people on the street taking pictures. I'm really getting called out right now. Yeah. Me on <laughs> hikes same. and sunsets. Oops. Taking pictures of silly bumper stickers or a silly outfit someone is wearing. We're always trying to capture the moment. And the truth is, while you might be able to capture that moment, you'll never be able to recreate it. You won't be with the same exact person at the same exact time ever again. No matter how many times you go back and watch the video you took or look at the photo you snapped, that moment has passed. And I read that and I was like shook to my absolute core because I'm shook. I, I'm shook beyond words. JC and I like panic in moments that we love. Like if there's a moment I'm so happy and I'm like, this is so beautiful. I have like anxiety to capture it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, I must capture this on every media possible. On every device. Yes. Film camera, iPhone, yes. iPhone the other way for vlogs. A, like, TikTok. a TikTok. I must do it in a horizontal video in an upright video. I must get a photo for my story, a video for like, it's, it's so true. It's so stressful. Like, and it sounds so silly. I think for a lot of people who don't, uh, like maybe aren't like maybe aren't addicts to social yeah. media like us, maybe or don't or don't do it for their job at all. It's like it just becomes such a huge part of your life to where it's second nature. It's not even like you're like I have to capture this for social media. It's like I- I've just gotten to the point where between the fact that that's a part a huge part of my job and the fact that I love photography and that's what I started out doing is documenting my life I feel like I take photos of everything yes I do too to a point where it's just like is that really necessary yeah no and I think we need to stop (laughs) do you know what sounds like painful though what think about this Chelsea picture this okay don't do this to me on our New York trip picture stop right there (laughs) he then (laughs) picture that we just don't take a single photo. Doesn't that make you kind of like want to just freak out? Yeah. Picture not taking a single video or photo on our entire trip. Not one. You don't get out your phone one time to snap a photo of yourself, of anyone else, of the buildings, of your food, nothing. <gasps> I'm like, the food? No, doesn't that kind of make you feel weird to me? It is like, that would be so... Because you such feel a like contrast to my day. <gasps> when I'm realizing it actually is me trying to literally capture it because I have a, I have a serious problem with control in my life. 
So like, you well, literally you just want to cap. It's like you're afraid you're going to lose it. Okay, but also think about this. All all the outfits that you've gotten, would you feel, if you did not take one photo of them, would you feel like that was a waste of your money? I'm like, <laughs> depends on how many people saw it. <laughs> it's like, actually, yeah, probably. Yeah, I feel like I would. <gasps> That's I'm toxic. That's horrifying. With the taste of your lips. Doesn't that kind of just make you feel weird? I'm like queasy? Yes. We're really exposing ourselves in this episode. As we're in New York when this episode is going out. Are we're we on really? our way. We're on our way to New York. We're on our way, ladies. We're like, no pictures. They, they go to our stories. I'm like, I'm like, Lorias on the plane. Out the window. Like every five minutes. Oh, you know there will be. Us with the times. Like 11, 11. Literally, us the moment I wake up, the moment my eyes open in New York, I'm like, good morning, the windows. I'm like, a yellow taxi. <laughs> like we're chasing it down the street. It's so hard to re... But the thing is, is it's like, it's hard to not think of that as... Like, I also don't want to think of it as bad because then it's like, it's fun to capture memory. I love looking back. Yeah, you know what really got videos. me is the concert thing. It's like, why do I have to record a concert? Yeah, and you usually don't even go back and watch it. It's a thing. No, and That's also part. no one on your stories cares no no one gives a shiz about the concert i concert content is but you know we can't we're like you gotta romanticize your life we're like stop posting (laughs) about your stupid concert no if they we are not here to yuck your yums no but you know what that please post romanticizing your life seems more doable when you're not recording the concert and you're standing there and you're like living really integrating into the moment like i'm here I'm moving around with this huge group of people that I haven't been able to do for a long time because of the pandemic. Like, I'm listening to my favorite artist. That's way more Honestly, memorable. Honestly, think of Coachella when we didn't really take, like, that. Uh, yeah, we did. No. I'm like, we didn't take any photos no, of Coachella. No, you know what Coachella's for. No, do you know what, though? TikTok wasn't really a thing back then, so we did not take like, one single TikTok or anything. No. We which were, I feel like We that, kind of took videos for, like, stories. Yeah. But... I'm like, you can't escape. No, unfortunately, the wrath has been around for Since, my whole time being an adult. So. Yeah. But it's hard because it's like, you don't want to, like, I don't know. I feel like the past few episodes, we've just been ragging on social media and our phones. And it's like, there is such a fine line and a fine balance. But that mm-hmm. being said, I think it is so fun to document things still. And that can be a form of romanticizing your life. Like the girl said, making montages of my life on TikTok. That's fun. Yeah. Exactly. It's not bad. Don't don't let us take everything we say and apply what you like to your own life. But don't mm-hmm. ever think we're like, this is bad. You should not do that. Yeah. You should do whatever makes you happy. We're not judging you. Obvi- obviously, we're not judging you about doing social media and posting about everything because we are literally addicts. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my is gosh, there any moral to this? There episode? was not one. I don't know if there was one takeaway from this episode. I hope there was. We've come too far away from like self-help. We've completely distanced ourselves (laughs) from self-help because of Bounce Boss, I feel like. so On this podcast? Yeah, we've compartmentalized like serious self-help to Bounce Boss and funny fun for what we said podcast. But we still want a little bit of positivity and like self-helpy stuff in here. But if you guys really like, here's the thing about me and Chelsea. I feel that we are very passionate about health, business, self-help stuff. That's why we have Balanced Boss. If you're a new listener, we have a whole learning platform called Balanced Boss. We teach our own courses. Chelsea's a certified health coach. I'm an entrepreneur. We teach like health and business courses together and separately. 
And we have some courses coming up with um, really awesome people teaching their own courses like on our platform. So it's a really fun place to be. If you're, you know, a boss gal or you're interested in that kind of stuff, definitely go follow our Instagram. It's at Balanced Boss Co. Um, but that definitely is where we dive deep into like self-help stuff more. Yeah. And and there really is that side of us that like loves that stuff. Yeah. And I think the podcast has just turned into, the goal is always for work to not feel like work, obviously. Mm-hmm. Just for your own like mental health and sanity and for keeping it fun and interesting. That's how people get burned out is when things stop being fun. Yeah. And also repetitive. And, so, and repetitive. It's like exactly. when we're teaching Balanced Boss and when we're constantly doing that stuff for Balanced Boss, it gets confusing how many things we talk on that I, I feel like I say the same thing a million times, even though I say it on different platforms. platforms yeah. So then to then do it on the podcast, even though we, we've been doing it on the Balanced Boss, that's why I think we tend to want to lean more towards like fun funny stories on the podcast. Because because it feels more like a sleepover vibe with our, you know, with your best friend versus Mm -hmm. like being more serious. But, and this is so fun for us. Like, and so that just makes it feel, it does, it never feels like a chore for us to record a podcast. It's never like, oh, we have to record. It's like, we always know we're going to be dying laughing. It's going to be so fun. So I think that's what keeps us just excited about it. Yeah. To wrap up, I just want to, my last thoughts are, you have unlimited potential and your life is, I think, uh, not Mel Robbins. I think it's uh, Jen Sincero says, don't take what you can get, create what you want. Oh, I love that. And I think that's what we need to do, especially now. Start with little things. Like we don't need to be living these big glamorous lives. And and this is actually what we were talking about in the car the other day is I was saying, what does the term of settling down actually mean? Like, or not settling down. Settling. Settling. Like, I don't want to just settle for this life. And yeah, you don't want to like settle for something that you don't want. But if it's something that you've wanted and you feel like, okay, I'm just always going to want more. It's like, what's wrong with just doing what maybe other people think is normal, but you love it. Like totally. if you think settling, just because you think other people will think it's settling, but you like it. It's like, if you just want to live a life where you do something for a job that other people are like, oh, that's settling. It's like, well, I like it. Right. It's not settling to you. Yeah. It's like, uh, who cares uh, what other people think about how you live your life? Totally. I agree. If you enjoy it, you have to feel and live your life for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'll end with like a very similar quote that I absolutely love, which is the best way to predict the future is to create it. Ooh. And a banger. I think that's similar, but um, people always say like, you know, what your life is going to turn into is like, what is that quote? It's like, what your life is going to turn into is hidden in your daily routine or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like, what you do day to day is your life. That, exactly. That is your life. So if you don't like how you live your life now, it's like, well, unless you change something, that is going to be the life you continue to live. Mm-hmm. So even if it is just these like little mundane activities, like just make sure you're living a life that you like, that yeah. you love, that you have fun with and that you get to do something fun every day. Like I have struggled so much with like workaholism and just like putting all of my time and energy into work to the point where it just drained me so much. And I've just realized how important it is to just have fun. Life exactly. is meant to be enjoyed. It's like we're meant to have fun. So like 
stopped just stressing out all the time over all these little things over social media and all that stuff and just like live your freaking life. Exactly. I love that. Especially religion wise. If you're religious, especially in our religion, it's the purpose of life is to experience joy and to progress. Mm -hmm. It's not to be rich. It's not to be like a famous person. It's not to have more things. It's literally to experience joy and progress. So if you're constantly feeling like I'm not enough, I'm not doing this, literally switch your perspective on life. Find and curate more joy. Literally can be as easy as like playing with a dog more often or like singing along with the radio and and reading to your kids at night. If that's like, ugh, to like read for to him yeah. to go to bed. Romanticize that. Be like, this is the best part of my day. I love that I get to sit with my son that I've, you know, longed for for so long. I've always wanted kids and he's like, you know, he can annoy me. But also this is like such an, he'll never be this age again mm-hmm. that he is today. Like, you know, think about it like that. And I think, especially when I fail, I forget that life is literally about progression Mm -hmm. and not about success. That when you kind of change your perspective to, oh, literally everything that I do is learning. Yes. And that is so fulfilling. And that's all I need to do in this life. Cool. That's, that's life. And failure is actually a really beautiful thing. Yeah. That's something that I've learned this year or I guess this past year is that like failure and you know we all have different definitions of failure but failure is so necessary for progression yes you have to fail and get rejected and feel you know sad and mad and whatever in your life that's just inevitable it's it's like we can never expect to just live this like perfect life where nothing ever goes wrong and we're always on an uphill you know, climb and like nothing goes wrong. It's just not even realistic. So when hard things come our way, we can't be so shocked and we can't be so like thrown off because that's just so necessary to grow. So rejection is redirection, okay? Remember that. I've had to remind myself that lately. Okay, sorry. We're going on a long Yeah, we are. Okay, we gotta go. But... Thank you guys so much for listening always. We appreciate your support so much. If you're new, thanks for listening. Hope you stick around and become part of the What We Said fam. It's a great time. New episodes every Tuesday. If you guys want to check out our Instagram, it's at What We Said Podcast. We do lots of story submission episodes. So react to your guys' worst first kisses you've ever had. Read your confessions. And it's a good time. So head over to our Instagram for all the deets if you want to get involved in those episodes and just hang out with us more. But we love you guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. And that's that's what what we said. said. Goodbye.